good morning. Um, I, I, I think pretty much in line with what, what you, your report from the U.S. was, was pointing to, that the Democrats uh, are now poised to, to, get, to regain control of the House of Representatives and poised uh, simultaneously to slip in the Senate. Um, there will be a fair number of governors, there are 36 up for, for election, re-election, or uh, defeat across the country, and the Democrats are poised to, to gain a number of those. So there are, I, I think at this early moment, with results still not even in yet from the West Coast, California, Oregon, uh, Washington State, let alone Alaska and Hawaii, um, two observations that you can make. One, the control of the House of Representatives will make it infinitely more difficult for the Trump administration to have its way uh, on policy, on budgets, on tax issues, uh, and they will be subject now to a, to a Democratic uh, team really eager to carry out investigations, hearings, to uh, uh, call for subpoenas and summonses to come to House committees to testify on any number of different issues. Uh, there's going to be a lot of that, and it's going to keep the Trump administration very busy trying to figure out a way to something they really don't like the idea of doing, cooperating with the Democrats and reaching compromises. But the second issue is one that um, gets much less attention uh, this far away from the United States, Controlling more state administrations and state legislatures is going to give the Democrats the edge come the year 2020, the next presidential election, uh, because they will have a much bigger say in the demarcation of House districts going forward after the next census. And that means that uh, districts that have been drawn in ways that favor Republican control they're going to start evaporating once the redistricting kicks in. Uh, that's going to make the, the House even more competitive for Democrats going forward. I mean, all these things are very early days, and we, as, as, as we've all noted, results are not even fully and completely in yet. But looking ahead, the next two years of the Trump administration and then going further forward becomes that much more complex and complicated for them. And the other, I guess the other observation you might say is there are going to be some future stars that are going to be coming forward, people who may not be ready to uh, try out for the presidential nomination in 2020, but who, if they can manage to stay in the public eye mm. and carry through on, on measures that gain public approval, that position that positions them for uh, contesting the president. Presidential Speaking of that, allow me to jump in there and talk about the fact that there's a record 16 women who are on the ballot this year. So um, I'd imagine that that's a major factor in how people are voting. Yes, it is. And I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, there are several things that Democrats, well, and Republicans, really, um, a lot more women were nominated for as uh, uh, candidates. I think it was 235 women candidates were contesting seats in the Congress, which is a, a substantial margin higher than, than, than previously. There are also a fair number of younger people, so the Senate and the House will become much younger bodies, and there is even a fair category of military veterans, including a number of women veterans, 
who will gain seats in the House of Representatives, which changes the complex the complexion and the texture of the House of Representatives by a very in a very interesting way, which we're not absolutely sure is predictable yet. And just very quickly in terms of the politics of the South, um, I know Georgia has been seen as ground zero, but uh, some say it's the new South and yet the same South. How much is that going to influence the final outcome? Well, I mean, the, the big issue is that the Republicans have, over the last couple of years, begun to position themselves as the party of older white men and that's a that's kind of a declining asset elect, uh, in demographic terms. The country is becoming more diverse. It's not quite the minority majority that some people have projected, although uh, 20 years from now it may well be that way. But in the South especially, once the country, be- once the South becomes uh, significantly more in that direction, as more black Americans vote, as more Hispanic Americans register and begin to vote, um, the South stops being so so thoroughly Republican, and it, each place, whether it's as a governor, senator, House of Representatives member, becomes much more contested space than was than was true really since the 19, late 1960s. You get somebody like Beto O'Rourke in Texas, he's not going to beat Ted Cruz, but he's, he's coming really close. And his own personal impact has meant that a number of Democratic candidates in the House of Representatives in Texas districts that previously were Republican, they've switched. And that makes it a more Democratic delegation from Texas to the House of Representatives. Um, Andrew, Andrew Gillum in Florida as a, governor, a gubernatorial candidate apparently is not going to win, uh, but he came really close, and that changed the texture of Florida, excuse me, Florida politics as well, and I, I, I don't have in front of me the readout on Stacey Abrams yet in in, in Georgia, uh, but she's she's run a, a, a an exceptionally good race.